Welcome back to Star Trek Stuff with your hosts, Anne. And it seems like she's kind of evil. And Adam. That. And now part two of the first Enterprise episode. She does not do space. She does not space. Yeah. (laughs) Through this whole thing. She's terrible. She's constantly scared. It almost seems like he went outside of Starfleet to just find a really killer linguist. Like, she's clearly, that's her bag. She's a linguist. Why is she in Starfleet? Like, this is the part I don't get. The thing is the space thing. Uh And she cannot space. Yeah. She cannot handle space. No. uh, This happens several times through the episode where she's just like, oh, what's that? It's a. Are you sure we should be standing so close to that thing? Am I on some sort of ship where a thing It's it's space. It's Star Trek. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I don't get that. I don't get how she's been. Not anyway, a, anyway, yeah. sorry. I just wanted to go back and because uh, this no, is no, the thing that establishes there it's and keeps very going. relevant. So yeah, so she scared of everything. Hoshi goes to meet enormous tiny Lister in the full Klingon getup, and he and now you're in you know, like full lighting, and you know, and uh, get to see how big and mean he looks. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, my, this is actually one of my favorite bits. Yeah. Um, because she does, they finally, they figure out he's hallucinating, yes. which is hilarious. It's good. Like that, you know, his wife has grown ugly and she's like, you know, and finally, you know, flocks takes pity on her and, is, and, you know, scans him and he's like, um, yeah, he's hallucinating. There's no <laughs> way that none of this makes sense, you know? Like, so, yeah. yeah. Uh, that, that, um, is, that is a good bit. I feel like it could have been shot better for, for more comedy. Yes. That's what this yeah. needed right here was a good comedy bit. Mm-hmm. Because so far it's just like angry captain, angry captain, right? You know, um, hot lady, angry captain. Mm-hmm. It's like Flocks brings some levity in just, but he's just sort of out of a friendly personality thing. Not so much like doing bits. And this could have been a really funny bit. And it's just kind of right. It's it's funnier thinking oh, about yeah. it than the its actual execution. I do like the line where uh, you know they start getting attacked and. Uh, Archer says, Hoshi, you want to tell him to shut up? And she goes, shut up. (laughs) I love that. That's hilarious. That is really good. That is really good. She just yells at him. I like that. I I feel like that's where I'd be. I mean, if I were if I were in space, I'd probably be more like Hoshi than I would like to admit. Yeah. (laughs) You know? I think a lot of us would. That's a good point. I think a lot of us would be like, oh, fuck, something moved. You know what I mean? Just (laughs) like. What was that? The ship made a sound. You know, I, 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 you know, I. I'd like to think I wouldn't, but I probably would. But I probably would, yeah. yeah. Uh, I like this bit right after here where the there's the power outage and the Suleiman show up and they're doing this like, they're crawling on the walls mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And it reminded me of uh, Lord of the Rings. Like there were a couple of scenes where like orcs are coming like that. Yeah. It was, it, it's a good, scary, you know, freaky thing. I mean, it, the CGI, if the CGI had been better or if they had been able to manage some way of doing it with live people instead of CGI, that would have been even better. Um, but it, but it did, it did, it does a good job of freaking you out and looking really weird. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I, um, I, I like it. I, I think it's pretty good. Yeah. Plus this, this particular scene is, it gives you a very good sense of how far behind 
the in the technology that the rest of the that this series is they don't have any shields their sensors are worthless Mm -hmm. you know like it took very little to fuck them up yeah the the universal translator isn't doing a great job and yeah yeah there's they're they're completely defenseless i like how they they horror film Mm -hmm. that uh and doing it in sick bay is great. Like that's always a great place for oh, a yeah. horror scene, sort of a surgery kind of thing. Like you know, like a uh, the second Spider Man movie, Sam Raimi oh. had that really fantastic, uh, over the top like horror scene where Doctor Octopus's arms kill all the doctors and shit. Like, right. You know, th- that's always a great setting to have like the flickering lights and the mm-hmm. you know the the, the scary bit. Because uh, that's not a place you want ever anything to fuck up as a in a hospital room. Right. Yeah. That's where you want the lights to be very bright and everyone to be very <laughs> calm. Be fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think in this scene I didn't think about it till just now in this scene, do we canonically get our first like red shirt kill? No, because there's a couple of people that are just he like, gets knocked out. Oh, okay. There's there's a couple of knockouts and like you know getting banged up, but nobody actually dies. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. They straight up steal the Klingon. They steal a seven foot Klingon. Steal the? I know. How do they do that? I, I like don't know. they're just there's just kind of a blackout, and I guess they just kind of like magic happens. Boom. Yeah. You know. They got they do some ninja moves with their mm-hmm. they got the genetically enhanced whatever which we find out yeah. later but you know it's actually pretty cool I think they they blew it a little bit on the comedy like what what could have been the comedy mm-hmm. f- first part of it yeah and then but the the, the kind of horror element of it I think was pretty pretty good oh yeah yeah well yeah. done yeah um so they have another argument about you know he wants to go after him and she's like you've lost the Klingon blah 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 her wig mm-hmm. is terrible by the way. <laughs> It's it is terrible. Why, it really is. Why do they think that like wigs look natural when there's obviously a huge lump on the top of your head? Right? Didn't they do this with Troy in yeah. the very beginning? She had a weird wig. They did this with Chekhov in the 60s. Mm-hmm. He had this straight Beatles haircut. Yeah, yeah. That he had to try to grow into uh-huh. or something. It's horrible It wig. looks terrible. Yeah. I I guess it's a first, uh, first season thing for a lot of these. <laughs> yeah. Well, was Chekhov first season? Um, Chekhov didn't show up until the second season, okay, and yeah, at that season, point, yeah. he had the yeah he had the wig, which I have gotten so used to that I don't even recognize it anymore. I can barely barely tell. Okay, gotcha. um, yeah. but, uh, but and then so we go to Phlox. He's l- doing the autopsy, and he's all like you know joy from science you know he's like ooh, look at this and they do this and that does that and ooh, it's so you know i love that yeah i love the science geek fun thing that's so cute uh we get a little bit more archer's background about his dad he's basically they they nail down a little bit more that he's out on a quest to avenge his dad basically like against the vulcans supposedly that's why he's like he hates Vulcan so much, mm-hmm. but still, I don't know. Yeah, yeah like I just, said, it is. It's just a bit. Well, much. I mean, it just doesn't. Um, like I said, if he's a healthy individual, psychologically, this should not be so much of a big deal. Right. Not good for a captain to be so hung up on this, you know. So <laughs> they're in the engine room and they're yelling. They're like yelling it to Paul. Hoshi is 
freaked out by an engine. Mm-hmm. She's somehow in Starfleet, somehow. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, turns out T'Pol had some info about Clang mm-hmm. that she probably should have told them. Archer, like, gets triggered, and he threatens oh. her again. Yeah, yeah. He's, yeah. He... To throw her in the brig for the rest of the time. Yeah, yeah, lose your science officer. That should go great. Oh, and this is uh, the first mention of the Tholians, which is one of my favorite Trek species. Oh, yeah. This is the first canonical mention of them. Uh, chronologically, it was in the Tholian web, which is actually one of the only good episodes in the third season of TOS. Yeah, that was cool. It's where they make the big net, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very cool. That's a co- very cool. Yeah, very cool episode. And they they mentioned um, Cisco gives um, uh, Cassidy Yates some Tholian silk. Ooh. Very cool way to to do that. Thought that I love that. That's good world building. I like that a lot. Yeah. Right. The, the Tholians aren't just like you know insectoids that build giant nets. They they you know they have another aspect to the culture and that, mm-hmm. I love Trek world building. I love just little little details. Yeah. That get filled in when it when it all works, you know, kind of the small exactly. stuff like that. When it when it works and it's not screwing around with canon, where you have to kind of twist yourself a little bit to figure it out. Like stuff like that is just fantastic, isn't it? Love it. That's that's why I love it so much. Yeah. There's a a, a thing that happens right after this, uh, sort of in a similar way. We hear the Sulaban. He's going back. So they're interrogating a drugged up Clang. Right. And they're going back and forth between English. Uh-huh. Which, which is the English is just there for us. They just didn't yeah, bother, yeah. You know, whatever. He's, but so they're going back and forth between that and and Klingon, uh, Klingon. Yeah, yeah, he's speaking Klingon. And I'm trying to remember another alien, like other alien species speaking, like another non-human species <coughs> speaking a not another non-human species' language. There's a couple episodes where uh, the House of Quark episode. Oh right, where. He's got some Klingon phrases that he does and stuff, and I love that episode. I, I do, hysterical. too. I do, too. It, it's so good. Uh, but I was trying to, I don't know, can you think of any other? Because I don't, I don't know if there were other examples of that. Of um, Well, they, they, they have, um, I remember one episode where Riker says something, uh, one of the, the, the Romulan that defected, um, he talks about um, the Romulan tries to insult Worf, and he uses a um, a Klingon insult word, and then Riker says that uh, he says Riker uh, throws a, a, a Romulan insult word back at him. Uh, I was yeah, good. I was hoping that there was more of that. Yeah, I don't, my my memory on this kind of stuff isn't as good as yours. Uh, so the they go. So, my, my my notes say they go to a place or something. What is this thing? Okay, so where? so they go to Rigel Ten. And mm-hmm. T'Pol has to brief everybody and tell them not to fuck anything. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, my notes say that Trip and Travis have another like bro smirk. Right, right. Like because they had had. Um, that, I guess that works uh, because they had just they had had a convert bro conversation, or whatever. If it had just been out of nowhere, right, uh, it would have been worse. But you know, it's just kind of like all right. You yeah. Know. Well, it's it's a very typical. Um, it's a little tropey to have the super sci-fi scary marketplace you know that's the right it kind is of isn't it freewheeling you know um underground uh they're selling exotic you know uh food and items and you know and there's slaves and you know etc cetera, etc cetera. so it's 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 definitely kind of a sci-fi trope to have like they go to the the 
creepy crazy looking marketplace like there's even a scene where um i can't remember who's they're sitting on a bench and the person next to them is holding a box in their lap and the box like moves and pushes the lid up a little bit hmm. okay and it's, it's just you know one of those moments where they're like oh you know but yeah and of course there's fake snow outside which has never ever looked realistic ever no. <laughs> No, I um I was just thinking even in uh, as recently as Picard we get the crazy sci-fi mm-hmm. bizarre yeah yeah even in Picard they go to some weird libertarian place right. called <laughs> Freetown or some yeah J- John yeah. Galt Gulch or some shit yeah um th- there's also a really good the, my favorite scene right here in this particular set right you know where they they show them split up and you know looking at everything obviously they had to have you know the the women with the long tongues eating butterflies and you know all that yeah. but mm. the best part is where trip sees the little boy and the mother and the the boy's like gasping and mm. he mm. um he can't he doesn't understand that she's weaning the child because yeah. before you know and and she says you know you have to learn to objectify other cultures so that you know when to intervene and when not to which is mm-hmm. basically the first moral um layer of the prime directive right definitely so she's laying um, down that first like you know um what's the word i'm looking for uh, philosophy of that yeah yeah that's the first sort of like building block yeah yeah of as humans are actually getting out there they're going to have to learn to deal with other cultures uh my note here and i wanted to i I was talking with my wife about this um the word objectify here we're used to hearing objectify in a very like negative sense yes yes this is this is definitely a different way of looking at it Right, I'm assuming that objectify has a much broader definition, maybe. Objectify in the sense that I am not, it's a, it's sort of an anthropological idea where you're separating yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, compartmentalizing and saying that is not part of, you're, you're looking at somebody else going, I don't know what they're doing and I'm not going to, you know, judge them. Okay, yeah. By my own set of, you know, morals that particular word i guess just in our more it doesn't have great context yeah yeah our more recent times or whatever how we use that word Mm -hmm. is probably just i don't know maybe that's that's more us than say like the webster definition of it or something there's got to be a good way of looking at that there would have to be i think if so i think if we were writing that today we just wouldn't use the word objectify it just really like stuck in my brain as a weird way of putting it yeah um let me see i put uh my other note was you know it's kind of decent physical acting for a little kid like that yeah that kid's like three right <laughs> and he's he's you know he's having trouble breathing like uh, so i'm like that's pretty good for you know a little, little bitty uh-huh. kid like that i also had a note i dig these jackets yeah 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 she's actually wearing something that looks really like it's that's what they should be where she should be wearing all the time you know like mm-hmm. why isn't she wearing that all the time because it's it's very formal you know it could be very uniform like but it's not ridiculously skin tight you know mm-hmm. and it's yeah it's just why is oh god her the 
don't even get me started. (laughs) (laughs) The whole, I mean, uh, if you, if you have followed me on Star Trek stuff, you know that I post, uh, I've posted several things about Rick Berman and his like method of being a producer and how much he sucks. But anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, you get no argument from me. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The jackets are cool. They're cool on everybody. I don't know. I like that. Yeah. It looks I like really the, cool. I like the, I mean, other than we were talking about the like weird robes, the, the costuming, I think has been fine. Uh, my wife is also big into costuming. She actually sat through this with me. Oh, bless her. Which I was, I was, uh, yeah, I was very surprised. Poor thing. She's a huge fan of disco. She didn't grow up with, uh, Star Trek like how I did. Mm-hmm. So, you know, Star Trek is on a lot. I just have... Star Trek on on Netflix. I've been watching a lot of Voyager and uh, Deep Space Nine, along with um, uh, the Greatest Generation podcast and mm-hmm. that sort of thing. So she's been around it a lot more. And I said, "Hey, uh, you know, let's get." I went ahead and bought CBS All Access. Let's give Star Trek Discovery a chance. I think you're gonna like it. And she's like, "Okay." And after the first episode, she's like, "Well, this is clearly the best Star Trek." Yeah. Like it for her, there is no no comparison. It, it's no it, no comparison. She did, and I found that really interesting because she didn't grow up with it. Mm-hmm. the way that it looks and the effects and uh, mm-hmm. the way people uh, act. Mm-hmm. Burnham's style is a specific thing, but other than that, it just feels so much more like natural and real. Yeah, yeah. To her, as just like someone kind of coming in a little bit colder, like just being right. familiar with the universe, and I found that really fascinating. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the first time I watched Disco, I was doing a lot of head scratching. I didn't dislike it. Right. But I was doing a lot of head scratching and thinking a lot about the canon and and not, like, necessarily picking it apart a lot and, and thinking, well, well mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, does this but just work? how does this mm-hmm. fit? You know, th- yeah. that kind of stuff like that. And she's just like, no, this is just like a good TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. I was like, okay, all right, cool. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So I was, yeah, I didn't want to, like, ruin Star Trek for her by showing her this. <laughs> but she agreed. She, I, I wasn't like, come on. I, I was just like, I really want to rewatch this before we sit down and record an episode. Um, she's like, okay, let's watch that. What was her reaction? She, she largely agreed with me that it was just like, I'm like, well, why is this? He, what is? Yeah. Well, what's the thing? You know, I, why does he act like this? You know, kind of thing, things yeah. like that. Because I was going over yeah. my notes and yeah. stuff like that, and I think that she was. She and I were largely on the same page, and I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. that I primed her with like, "Yeah, this is like not the best track." Like straight up, I'll just tell you. No. Like, no. I don't know if I told her that yesterday, but it's it, definitely at some point. I'm sure yeah. that I've said that. Like I said earlier, we sat through the theme song. It was on. She watched it, and we were just mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. "She's like, this is the mm-hmm. worst thing I've ever heard." <laughs> It's just so cornball. Uh-huh. It's so bad. Yep. You're Holy right. Holy shit, it's bad. Um, <sighs> anyway, but man, we got to keep going because we are like, we are running really long and I got to edit this <laughs> we're, shit, we're, man. We're, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. <laughs> Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. So Captain mm-hmm. A-Hole and Hoshi, which is a terrible pairing. Go wandering right. into the bad side of town to look for the Klingons, which is, <laughs> i.e., a badly lit brewery, water treatment plant, whatever. Um, they meet up with Saren, um, and, you know, oh, I kissed a girl who wasn't a girl. Uh, you know, he gets all grossed out by that. Uh, she is an excellent character actress. Uh, her name's Melinda Clark. She's been, you know, in a million one-off roles and a million little TV shows. Look her up on IMDb. Um, mostly sci-fi. 
Um, and then you get introduced to the idea of the cabal, which is mm-hmm. uh, a part a, a, a part of the Sulabans that are getting these genetic enhancements and <sighs> the whole te- temporal cold war. <sighs> it all goes over I Captain's just, head. At this point, I'm like, we are officially yeah. convoluted. You're you're launching a show yeah. like this, like with, yes, and uh, Saren, uh, like you said, she's yeah. Nandy. She, for, to me, what she stood out to me was uh, she was from the Heart of Gold episode of Firefly. Yes, yes, and uh, an episode I very very much love, and a show I love deeply. And my notes was just God, I wish I was watching Firefly. <laughs> <laughs> Can we watch Firefly instead? Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, oh God. Uh, so. The whole set where they're at made me think of uh, Patton Oswalt's bit about how music videos for metal bands in the 80s were all set in, like, factories where they just made steam and sparks. <laughs> yeah. Is it a candy manufacturing plant or? Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it is. You know, yeah. Making it's just, rivets. We make and, steam. I hate that they. I hate that they kill her. Like, yeah, I, I agree. love this actress. That's a really. Uh, they take if if she had been maybe wounded and they got her to the ship and Flock said I can't do anything for her and th- you know a little more time with her would have been a lot. It, it would have given her character and the story a lot more um, fullness and richness. I- I say give her a lot more. Like have I her w- yeah. come I back a as a more. as a spy in mm-hmm. episodes as they go through because they're yeah. about to go on this um, this epic trek across the galaxy to defeat the Taliban. Oops, I mean Sulaban. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, thing. Have her be this inside yeah uh, person who's in danger and she could have her own b plots and stuff like that it, it, yeah but, uh, but no they got to kill her off because uh, because it, yeah no i there's so many s- things about this story that drive me crazy that's a missed opportunity it, it is it's a total missed opportunity yeah yeah um so <laughs> they get back to the 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 roof where they landed i love the where's the car feeling Yes, that that was my notes. They can't remember where they parked. <laughs> Love that. Exactly. That's, they should have they should have leaned into that. Like, where did we park? Like, they that, really that should have been have. funny. And it would yeah. have been yeah. a sort of little nod to uh Star Trek Four. Everybody remember where we parked. Uh-huh. <laughs> where we parked, yep. Yep. That was just it yep. was funny. Why not? Uh-huh. That could have been great. Uh-huh. I did kind of like the, you know, look for Vulcan bioscience, and then she's banging on the door, and he's a, he, you know, Milktoast is like, I found yeah. her. You know, that's kind of cute. Like... Um, not not funny, but cute. Yeah, I feel like there was an opportunity for that to be funnier. Yeah. And I don't know if the actor can't do it or if it just didn't occur to anybody, but even him just kind of looking and going, eh. It kind of point, kind yeah. of pointing would have been really funny. Yeah, yeah. There's way more that they could have done with that to make it um, more charming. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, they get Hoshi, they have to get Hoshi in in the shuttle because she can't fight and can't hold a gun. Evidently, um, he, how is she in Starfleet? I did. A hole charges ahead, double fisting the guns, one in each hand, and yeah. gets shot in the leg. You know and. Um, this this is something that I that could have been funny. Another missed opportunity that um, that they missed when they get in the shuttle. Everybody's in the shuttle, and and milk toast. You know, 
is freaking out and he says what the blah 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 thr- thruster is down and T'Pol is just like just fucking go because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> like, he's like he's like our starboard thruster is down and she's like she, I can't remember what she says but she, the the energy is totally just fucking go you know and I, I I wish they had done something a little bit more they could have made that very funny with her just being like can you fly? Then go, you know. Yeah, even her just like kind of like bug-eyed going, proceed, Ensign. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's something like that. Anything like that. Yeah. Yeah, so, and she's like, I'm going to take over the ship because he got mm-hmm. shot in the leg. Yeah. So she and has he to passes take... out? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah. Um, he, so he's he has a little flashback, apparently. Right, and it's a very confusing scene because it's it's like, he, you know he's de- his dad is telling him to trust the wind or whatever and then he sees her and it seems like she's kind of evil mm-hmm. it's really odd yeah she's she's just angrily staring like on the beach yeah all right yeah it's weird it's a weird it's the way they shot it and she's kind of looking down and kind of a weird the, the look on her face is very ominous. I don't know. It's just weird. It would so have, it would have made come. so much more sense if it was uh, the, I don't know, what would you call him? The, uh, the Suleban? No, 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 no. The, um, the, 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 her boss, Vulcan. Oh, uh, Snotty Vulcan. Yeah, Snotty Vulcan. If it had been Snotty Vulcan, that would have made <laughs> yeah. way more sense. Yeah, yeah. And it would have it would have given that, like, the, the air of, like, dun-dun-dun, um, you know, kind of Mm-hmm. feeling and and the way it i don't know it's just uh, this is this is the moment though that absolutely pissed me off the most oh is it oh it's 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 sexy oil rub down it's the berman and braga brigand sexy back moment <laughs> slathering goo on each other in blue lighting <laughs> while arguing okay i can't decide how i hate this do I hate it because mm. it's fucking pandering? Do I hate it because the dialogue is completely mm. superfluous exposition? Or do I hate it because it's totally fucking unrealistic? Mm-hmm. They've already made very clear that Vulcans are totally repulsed by humans, how they smell, how they eat. And then she's suddenly fine with one rubbing lo- lotion all over in her yeah, and then rubbing it, it onto him. It does not work at all. It really, it honest it is, to God is oh. just like eye candy time. This whole yeah. thing is I mean, so it's stupid. Just, ugh, uh, gross. He's like, oh no, uh, only you two, the two really hot characters, have to slather goo on each other. Oh my God, are you kidding me? <laughs> under under sexy blue lights. Yeah. So they go to the next scene. You know, everybody's pleasantly surprised that T'Pol did what you know Archer wanted, and he acts like she's a dog that finally got a trick that he'd been trying to teach her. You know, and she's like, oh, he's like, oh, mm-hmm. oh, my God, you know. So he's doing his log and he's, you know, talking to the Porthos, which is wonderful. It's a very cute dog. Uh, yeah. I did not. Yay, Porthos. I did not need to see him in his underwear. Is it his yeah. underwear in this? Yeah. It's in his, like, tidy <laughs> blueies. Yeah. Uh, they're awful. It's awful. I didn't need to see that. Is Bacula, like, a hot dude? Uh, is he, like, a hot dad, kind of? Like, is that? Not to me. I don't know. Do women talk about Bacula? I don't. Not that I'm aware of. Not not amongst women my age. I'm I'm one of these straight guys that most that nine times out of ten can't tell. Right. 
Right. When a dude is handsome. Sometimes, yeah, totally. Yeah, like, yeah. You can totally see sometimes it. Sometimes, trip, trip being a hot dude surprise to me yeah like i was i was uh, <laughs> like people people on facebook are talking about like how uh, how they have a thing for trip and i'm like oh, really okay the w guy okay like I, not, not like a, i'm judging you kind no of right thing right like it's just i didn't but know. it's just yeah. kind of like i didn't know that mm-hmm. that's interesting i mean i guess there's pr- i mean i assume there is women that find bacula attractive okay there's gotta yeah, be yeah I, I guess right because i mean he's the leading man in the show you know he was the leading man on um you know quantum leap he's got to have a yeah he's got some kind of some kind of charisma kind of thing. a fan base that thinks he's hot i don't see it but I don't um <laughs> <laughs> my notes said they lose the taliban <laughs> <laughs> makes you wonder actually i never thought about that but suliban tal- taliban mm. yeah i had to i had to check yeah the first airing was like two weeks after 9-11 yeah of the mm-hmm. of this episode mm-hmm. so much much too early it, you know just with filming schedules and things like that right right there's there's no way that they knew i'm gonna assume that that's just that's, absolute yeah. coincidence right 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 uh that Suleban taliban uh, that's I, i'm just gonna assume that that's coincidence because mm-hmm. like i said it came out right after 9-11 not it a, came out not, a, not was filmed yeah right 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 right. Mm-hmm. it was it was all written and everything well before that so, yeah all right i don't know okay. so they yeah. they do some fancy science stuff again with t'pol's help mm-hmm. and they find mm-hmm. the suliban the music mm-hmm. theme swells yeah. um they then they go to the bad guys doing uh you know the mustache twirling stop them talk yeah. um they fly into the gas giant's atmosphere which is very cool like they do a lot of the the uh lots of science talk there which is a, i i like that i want more of that give me yes. more science talk i um, agree uh they find the Sullivan mothership and start getting attacked as they should um, Wait, there, there's there was a bit that I liked. Oh, that uh, it was another there was another. Oh, she can't handle space watching <laughs> Starfleet <laughs> thing, but she says a thing that it, 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 this is actually a really good idea. She recommends seatbelts. Right. <laughs> <laughs> this is a hundred years, uh, right? A uh, hundred years before Kirk. They never do. Yeah, they never do have seatbelts. And belts. she's she's like seatbelts. Why wouldn't you? And then, no, no. At no point uh-uh. do they do seatbelts. And n- uh, not long ago, I, I rewatched the first episode of The Orville, mm-hmm. and they do a seatbelts bit because <gasps> they're they're all wearing seatbelts on a shuttle, and one of the one of the bad guy aliens has snuck on board, and he's got a gun, and they're like, he's got a gun, and he's, he's like, yeah, but we got seatbelts, and he just presses the brake, and so right. the guy's head goes through head the yeah, yeah, yeah. into the windshield. It's like, yeah, seatbelts in a thing that is known to like, you know, throw you around. Yeah. Probably a good idea. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, the space station that they find, that all the science stuff leads to them, uh, did it remind you of the, it looked like somewhere between the regular one model mm-hmm. and just the regular, like the main sort of star base. Yes. Yes. Shape. Yeah. Very much so. And I wonder why, you know, like, is that a realistic form it doesn't seem like it would be. I would bet they just had the model laying around. I think, th- yeah, I think it was just like, oh, let's just plug the, you know, yeah, I think it was just an easy model to create. Yeah, I think they just had one and they were like, oh, mm-hmm. we can just take a couple panels off of it and there you go, just the whatever. Uh, this is our thing. Yeah. Uh, in this scene, we get introduced to the grappler. Mm-hmm. What do you think of the grappler? Uh, 
I obviously this is another con- uh, conceit to the fact that this is before the tractor beam, before you know all the the higher technology that they had in TOS. So this is this is the conceit that they can't do a tractor beam, so they've got this grappling gun. I think it's also kind of stupid. It is stupid. Like <laughs> it it's just very stupid. Stupid. Like, giant would, plunger shit. Anytime yeah. you have giant plunger shit in sci-fi, I just think of the Daleks. I'm like, nah, plungers in sci-fi <laughs> don't work. Like, I just, nah, I'm out. And what I'm trying to think of is I'm trying to think of like, would a science vessel have something like this to use? Like, why would a science vessel have this? Or why would a you know? Because it's not a it's not a weapon. They could grab uh, com- comets. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying things outside the ship. They could they could grab and pull things you know from outside to the ship. Yeah, I yeah, guess. I but don't they know. grab one of the pods. Uh, a very badly done CGI Suliban Suliban jumps out of the pod yeah. and has a parachute to where. And in a liquid atmosphere, right? In like a in like a plasma e liquidy atmosphere, it's like where where are you going? Yeah, <laughs> where you go, buddy? So I I didn't get that at all. That didn't make any sense. That was really really like that guy's dead. Uh, I guess I mean otherwise they would have brought him on board, and then now what do you do with them? So it's just kind of a cheap like yeah he jumps out. I don't know. He jumps out. Right. Okay, okay, whatever. Um, so. Okay, so they immediately from that scene jump to Milk Toast showing Trip and the captain how to fly this ship. <laughs> I kind of love this bit because Florida man's confidence in just knowing how to fly an alien ship, it's very Florida man. <laughs> yeah, right. But how did he, how did Milk Toast know how to fly it? <laughs> it doesn't make any sense at all. It doesn't make any sense. Is, yeah, why is he training <sighs> him? Why wouldn't, in this instance, you take your best pilot, which would That's be That's what I'm saying. They do have another helmsman, don't they? Like, yeah, this is right? this is where I'm like, because Milktoast, or, you know, because the captain's like, because well, he says, I can do this, you know, blah, 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 captain. And captain's like, no, I need you here. Why? <laughs> why does he need him here? There are other helmsmen. There is no fucking it's just oh my god i guess i guess if you're going into an insane situation yeah and you want, you're and you're going to battle people that are sort of alligator looking you want florida man on your side <laughs> exactly that's the, that's the only thing i can think of oh my god i love his approach his hold my beer like just just like man one of them's gonna go up one of them's go down and this is gonna pitch and control man that's all right whatever it's, it's that one <laughs> fake tea make it baby oh you know it's, it's, <laughs> does it play some buffet like it's, it's <laughs> yes it's, perfect it's, it's pretty great oh my uh, god also why is he teaching why is milk toast teaching them how to fly it on like a separate screen in a different room instead of in the pod. Right? Well, I don't know. Don't look at there's any room in the pod. I don't know. Maybe. Maybe. Okay, whatever. But I mean, anyway. So Actually, yeah, that's just all, all of that. You know what? You're me. absolutely right because that would have been funnier. Right. Like if you're shooting that scene and Travis is sitting in 
I'm trying to think how to do this. Yeah. The pilot so you're shooting seat. the scene. Travis is sitting in, in the little pilot seat. I think there's there's one seat behind it. Yeah. And then so you've got Bacula and Florida Man both in there, like hanging over his shoulder, going, "What? What's that, dude? What's that, dude?" Like <laughs> I don't know. It, <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been so good. And he's like frustrated, trying to teach them like that. Yes. Kind of could have been fantastic. It could have been awesome. And have and keeping it there, and then having him going like, "Well, you know, one of them's gonna go up, one down, and then how hard can it be?" And then. <laughs> Mayweather just like face palming. That could have been awesome. It could have been great. It could have been really good. And they need a little bit more of that. They really did. They took themselves way too seriously in this episode. Yeah, I know a lot of the stuff we're coming up with is like funny and stuff like that, but right. I feel like it would balance it. What you why you have characters do humor is because you humanize them. Um I know that I I know that we're both, you know, big um Joss Whedon project fans Mm -hmm. and he talked about a lot or he talked about when um when you have the villain if the villain isn't funny then it's just a guy in a mask Mm, mm, and that works for any character really Mm -hmm. if the guy if your character can't laugh at themselves can't make a joke can't uh crack you up in some way then there's no charm there's no reason why you think that person is good right you know you don't you don't i mean then they're just kind of a very two-dimensional thing um then they're just moving the plot along basically yeah absolutely and he, he's known that from the 90s like the the for, i remember the first uh, bad guy in buffy was the master and he mm-hmm. just had little not a whole lot but just little bits here and there like that where they, he was hilarious they do a thing and like the you know some kind of spell i forgot what the fuck the thing yeah the cave that they're in shakes and stuff like that and yeah. he's just he goes what do you think that was like a like a four-pointer yeah 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 like exactly like just a little bit like not over the top not mm-hmm. like super mm-hmm. wackadoo silly but right. just like a little thing like that once in a while is amazing and it, it just exactly and so it, it entertaining humanizes and makes you when they are mean and when they are scary it's that much more scary because you know they're smart yeah you know yeah good point so, that's yeah. a good point uh so reed shows up and busts out the phase pistols yeah uh, yeah. I get what they're going for here. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like a bigger, clunkier, super plasticky looking, looking mm-hmm. version of the TOS mm-hmm. phasers. Yep. Uh, I still think they should have been the space shotguns. Oh yeah, that would have been so cool. Wouldn't that have been fucking cool? Mm. Uh, I, I guess they couldn't really fit in the pod, or you know, it would have been awkward looking. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another plot hole. Just my own. You know, this this bothered me. So the Suleban, presumably somebody knows that one of the pods got stolen by the Enterprise. Mm-hmm. So if the Suleban knew the pod had been stolen, wouldn't they know when it was coming back? Hey, um, pod... 347 got stolen by the Enterprise and now suddenly it's coming back, you know. Oh, yeah. Shouldn't we shoot it down? Yeah. I didn't even think about that. I mean... Yeah. yeah, good point. I mean, these these are all like nitpicky as hell, but I mean, you know, but it's kind of like I was sitting there. I thought of it. Yeah. And I'm not a military genius. Right. You know, <laughs> like, so I'm just like, if I thought of it, maybe somebody should. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Um, Part of what I do for a living involves inventory software. You, you think that something with that serial number, like a little beep beep would kind of right. come up. And right, right. We have a problem. Hey, that. 
that that pod is coming back. Right. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So Florida man pilots the airboat around Regulus six six six. They get in and they rescue Clang. Um, uh, in my notes, I put Fifth Element President and Scary Prisoner Dude on the barge yes. in the Dark Night who throws the bomb yes. trigger out the window. I did know yes. that. I just got too <laughs> drunk last night because I had to drink through this episode. <laughs> Box wine is my friend. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, so I did know that. I forgot that I, I made that note to myself. Mm. Uh, so, yeah, all right, cool. Uh, way to go, past me. <laughs> I do love this submarine movie action thing. It's good. You know, yeah. we can't move five kilometers away, then the captain won't know where we are, but the charges are getting closer, blah, blah, blah. That's some good shit. Um, a lot of tiny lister. Oh, go ahead. Uh, a lot of Trek's best stuff is when it gets submarine-y. Um, I agree. There's that great episode in, oh, God, I can't remember the name of it, um, in the original series where we introduce the Romulans, and it's the guy that played Sarek mm-hmm, ends up playing, mm-hmm. playing a yes. Romulan because just, I don't know, why, yeah. whatever. But uh, it's very much a submarine episode. Very, very much a submarine oh, what's the name episode. Of that one? And, and basically oh. all of. Um, um, Errand of Mercy, I think. I think I want to say Errand of Mercy. Mm. Um, and of course, all of Star Trek Two. Yes. Yeah. This the all the the combat in Star Trek Two. I remember even as a kid, loving that. Like mm-hmm. the whole thing where they're in the nebula, and and they're like, well, you know, it's the way he's moving indicates that he's thinking this kind of way and he's goes like oh okay mm-hmm. just go down like z minus yeah. a thousand meters or whatever it is and then they go to uh, just uh it, I, I love when trek gets submarine uh it's fantastic uh so yeah so archer has an em bomb and it made me think why aren't em bombs all over the place in trek right seems like a big deal yeah. seems like it would be pretty awesome everything basically demagnetizes so all the you know all the ships float off and explode into each other which is awesome yeah um but if you could have like an electromagnetic weapon because an electromagnetic mm -hmm. uh pulse will take out electronics so it's like if you feel like if you could like hit a starship with one everything just goes just goes down and then everybody's floating around it's and it's uh undiscovered country all of a sudden, where everybody's mm-hmm. floating around and all the lights are off, and you could just like land and pink start. Blood. Yeah, pink blood everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, so here's here's where Hoshi pays pays okay. off. She uses her quote unquote super ear to get Trip and the stinky Klingon back to the ship, and then uh, for some reason, T'Pol thanks Hoshi. I don't really understand why she thanks her. Yeah, I think because she. Like, thank you for doing your job? She finally does a thing, I guess. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Thank God you were here. Captain A-Hole finds the weird spooky room. And why does she have had... better hearing than a Vulcan? Uh, okay, anyway, go ahead. Very anyway, good point. Anyway. Very good point. Moving past um, it. Moving past it. <laughs> um, he gets into the weird spooky room and is like, and does like about five different versions of trails, man. Trails. Yeah. <laughs> so then they go back to the ship, and there's this argument between Trip and Paul, and it never actually resolves. It just ends. Mm. And mm-hmm. between that point and and when they go back to them, there's you know there's the scene with um you know the British bad guy calling Jonathan Archer John, which is you know he's also very camp and fay. You know he's all you know. Yeah. 
British fay bad guy, which hilarious. Biggest, you know, like, why don't you just put a sign on him that says stereotype? Um, right. But so then they go back to the trip and Paul to Paul thing, and suddenly she's completely changed her mind and is going after the captain. Yeah. What did we miss something? What was that all about? You know, like she. Yeah. If you're gonna have that argument, then you need to resolve it somehow. Trip needs to say something that changes her mind. You need to see them her change her mind. Is this and if they don't have that argument, you know, I mean, it just doesn't make any goddamn sense. Is, the, is it this scene or is it something later where he does say something to the effect of, "Well, he went back for you"? I think that's. I think this is it. Yeah. But there's no moment where she's like, "Oh, okay," you know, or or you know, they don't even they don't even show her face. Mm, okay. Yeah. And have her act. Yeah, that's true. You know, there's just nothing. There's just it's just this really abrupt, I, maybe bad editing. We're, we're mm-hmm. missing a moment here. We're missing, missing some a kind beat. of... Yeah, yeah. Something's just not eh, there. So, yeah. So, they're having this argument. They're one inch from each other's faces. Right. Uh, they, they've already tried to build, like, sexual tension with the, yes. with the, the, the blue light scene. So, I guess... Mm-hmm. I don't know. It kind of it read like there was a little bit of that there. Uh, they or, they or go they back and forth, it. honestly. They, they go back and forth. There's a lot of confusion, at least in the first uh, season whether to Paul's like supposed to have sexual chemistry with Archer or whether it's supposed to be with Trip. Right. Yeah, I, reme- I remember Which is that. like god, that's so gross. Yeah. But when she, like, well she doesn't just, like humans in general and there's Yeah. No reason. And never yeah, never mind the fact that she doesn't like humans at all and you're like I don't know. It's just And, and don't they only bang on Ponfar anyway? Pretty much, yeah. Yeah, so why would she be into anybody? Like what mm-hmm. it, why would, why would I don't know. They're basically asexual until the Ponfar hits, right? Mm-hmm. In, isn't that how yeah. the Vulcans work? I, as Generally? far as I can tell, it's kind of, it's it's a little bit murky when you're talking about a married like a, a couple, right? Okay. That's not really well, explored. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, so we got Predator Sulaban uh, facing <laughs> yeah. off against Archer. I love this. Like, there's some there's some moments in this fight that kind of crack me up. There's this one where he like. The predator Sulaban, like, is, well, the Sulaban guy is using the predator effect, and he like charges at him, but real mm. slow. Yeah, <laughs> like not slow down, like special effects, like, but just, no, yeah, yeah. just like I'm gonna run at you. <laughs> <laughs> and so somehow uh, Archer doesn't move out of the way, knocks him yeah. down, and uh, he, tr- he tries to phaser pistol him. But it's super slow mo. He throws something to, you know, uh, throw him off and blah blah blah. And there's there's a lot of exposition that isn't terribly informative. It's just there to get you thinking about this whole temporal cold war, blah blah blah. And it's you know it's it's, it's lots of you know mustache twirling basically is all. There's it is. a thing where <laughs> where uh, Doctor Beckett says like uh, knock you on your butt. Yes, and, another. Oh, yeah. Just say ass. Just say ass. Yeah. He sounds like a youth pastor. He says it's it's such like a youth <laughs> pastor. Thing. He's like knock you on your butt, uh, butt freaking stinking. All those Christian curse words, you know, whatever. There's right, uh, there's right. Just so crazy. Well, he says ass earlier. He said he said knock you on your ass earlier to 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 Paul. Right. Yeah. Okay. 
He pulls it. He pulls his language when he's talking to like a dude, to the bad guy, who he's in a physical fight with. Yeah, but he's straight. But he cusses at at a woman he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I, I, there's there's something so incredibly cringe mm-hmm. about the Christiany uh, curse word editing. Uh, we, I did a lot of that in uh, the period of time I was talking about yeah. before when I was uh, in high school. We'd get scripts, and I was in like this advanced like theater program and stuff mm-hmm. like that so we would we wouldn't do typical high school material yeah the, t- the teacher would give me the script and i would do all the edits oh, for, so, so so that we could actually perform it in school you know yeah and I, I, I got pretty good at you know not just the word stuff but being able to like <laughs> okay well we can't say this which means this which would take the characters to this. We have to do this instead, which would take right. some, so. So we, if I change this here, I can change these lines here. That really, so anyway. So it brings up some pretty uh, cringy memories yeah. for me. Oh, I totally understand. Knock I, you on your butt. <laughs> it's, just, it's very youth pastor. Yeah. It's it's, it's I don't know. Blech. Say ass. Yeah. You're on you're on UPN. What are you gonna do? <laughs> like pay some fat fine. You're on UPN. Yeah. No, fuck. This was on UPN, right? Was this on I UPN think so. or was this yeah. on CBS? I think so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like. Well, <laughs> So they get out of the room during the fight and they go into their strobe light wrestling. It looks like they acted it in slow mo in the strobe room. It does not. It doesn't look like slowed down footage in post. Mm -hmm. But like I started laughing because I was like that had to be so weird to film. Yeah. Like if 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 I'm right about that where. okay, I'm going to slowly elbow you in the face. (laughs) Action. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> so then they have the very primitive beam out just in the yeah. nick of time kind of thing. And that's that's when you get the really hardcore Dr. Sam Beckett level hammy acting, yeah. you know, where he's like, oh, are my insides in the right place? You know, that kind of thing. <laughs> um so I, I thought of him just like looking at Trip, going, "Oh boy!" You know, right, right. It's, but it, it is one of the first like emotes or expressions we've seen from him that isn't based in rage. <laughs> no shit, is it just constant rage and just <laughs> racism face? Um, but our then our Danuma is the handoff of Tiny Lister to his buddies. I really wish they had given us mm-hmm. some fucking s- subtitles. Because, you know, Hoshi does the you don't want to know thing. I don't think they have a word for thank you, blah, blah, blah. All of that. And it's like, so what happened? I, I get they're, they're trying to show, like, you know, the Klingons don't care. You know, they, they would have killed him, blah, 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 blah. But, like, they needed that information. Why couldn't they just be like, thanks, you know, get out of here? Some yeah, some kind of you have brought honor. I don't know, whatever, something like that. Yeah, you know, like okay. So this is a hundred years. Yeah. This is ninety odd years before the disco Klingons. Um, you know, makeup thing aside. Mm-hmm. Let's see, a hundred years before Kirk, where it's just like some dudes in brown face. I guess we don't really know anything about how Klingon shit worked. You know, it, in TNG. And beyond, we get a lot into the the Klingons. You know, Worf has all these stories about the everything like that. Mm-hmm. We don't really know anything about the shit around this time. Here's something that I bet though was straight wrong. Uh, 
they mm. reveal some top secret genetic info dumping method in front in of, front of total the- strangers. Yes. <laughs> I thought about that too. I was like, wait a minute. Wouldn't they like take that somewhere else and like not show it to them? Oh my God. Yeah, it's very strange. Absolute strangers. Mm-hmm. Just like, here's how we did this right. cool thing. And it's and it's it's pretty wild, you know, this idea of like encoding information inside his genes or something. And it explains explains a bunch of things and they I mean it just if they had just given us a little bit of um, exposition as far as what the Klingons were saying, it would have wrapped things up so nicely. It would have been such a a more full denouement. You know, it would have been like, oh, okay, you know, much, I don't know, it just would have just been better. You know, tell us what they're fucking saying. Yeah. You know, Hoshi knows what they're saying. Why can't the fucking audience know what they're saying? I agree. I, I didn't think that that was quite well thought out. Mm-hmm. You know, and I guess they just kind of turn around and leave. Yeah. The Klingons have no questions, I guess, right. that some <laughs> random species right. showed up, brought them a spot, brought them <laughs> their spy back, like alive and intact. Uh-huh. And then, and I assume uh, Archer and company were just like, so we'll just go, go I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. Bye. <laughs> You're welcome. I how guess. Does that, how yeah. does that work? I I don't know. Uh, okay. Anyway, so uh, my notes are: Are we at the button yet, dear God? Yes. Um, right. So we're at the captain's quarters. Porthos is there. Yay! We have Porthos. Starfleet says, "Keep on going." Yeah. Starfleet's like, "All right, pilot approved. You have a show. Go for it." Yeah. The way he says, "There's, there's," he kind of has a conversation with T'Pol about how he's been a racist dick. And nobody disagrees. And uh, she says, perhaps you should add pride to your list. And the way he says, perhaps I should, gives me shivers. Like, I hate the way he (laughs) says that. I don't know what it is about his inflection or whatever, but it's just like, he's like, perhaps I should. (laughs) And I'm like, ew, why did you say it that way? That's so weird. Give me a different take. I'm trying to remember. I I do remember the scene. I'm trying to remember his exact read. Is it like a... um, Mm -hmm. Like a 60s, like, well, I've learned my lesson this episode. (laughs) Sort of. I can't even describe it. He's just like, perhaps I should. (laughs) I I can't. It just did not. It didn't go well. And then he comes out onto the bridge, you know, says, you know, send us to this place or whatever. And Milktoast is like, there's an ion storm. And he's like, we can't be afraid of the wind, Ensign. I'm like. It's an ion storm. Yeah. Go around it. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. it's they're they're trying to call back to the bit with the right. thing that his dad right. says or whatever. Totally. But yeah, it's, I get it's, it. But it, like, yeah, it's just it's dumb. And the scene where uh, that they're calling back to is dumb. Mm-hmm. So it's like, just cut them both um, out, please. Yes. Just no. Because um, it's not good. <laughs> T'Pol is going to stay on board, uh, of course, because why wouldn't she? Why wouldn't she want to hang out with these assholes? Yeah, awful. Yeah. Um, so I feel b- very bad for her. Uh, and then I guess that's it because we go mm-hmm. into outro music of a heartfelt plucked acoustic guitar version of Faith of the Heart because right. God hates us all. Well, they've changed that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because on some of it, 
it used to be like you know just the the orchestral theme which would have been fine yeah the thing that they do later is kind of great uh it's it, the, the outro music that they switch to later I, I do remember pretty well and it's fine mm-hmm. and I love how just like yeah. wailing guitar solo comes here oh, I, I yeah. am kind of a sucker <laughs> for uh, wailing guitar solo over power ballad so like you know it's it's sure. real corny but sure. uh, you know alright you know it's, it's alright um, <laughs> and that's it we now have a series we have begun Oof. Thank God I don't have to watch that episode again. <sighs> yeah, I can't wait for the second one. Oh, hell yeah. Mm. Hey, let me ask you this. They're only an hour this time, though. Yeah, it will be shorter, and our episode will be shorter. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, let me ask you this. I, I felt I needed a palate cleanser after this, so I watched something else. Mm-hmm. Did, mm-hmm. Do you, did you do something similar, or, or do you have something that you do after you watch Enterprise? I, I do have a, a trekless recommendation. Awesome. What We Do in the Shadows. I cannot yes. describe how much I'm enjoying this show. <laughs> it's so good. Uh, it is so funny. It is so... I actually remember a conversation I had with uh, my best friend in college, and we ha- we just cracked ourselves up because we were talking about what kind of products a, a real-life vampire would need. And, you know, we were talking about how, like, oh, he would real a real-life vampire would really need some stain remover. You know, a really good stain remover. And this is the kind of thing, this is exactly where that conversation took somebody else. You mm-hmm. know, it took it took better writers, you know, to that place. And I, it, it's so funny, and I love it so much. It, I love the whole subplot of... Um, of uh, Guillermo and just I love everything about it I can't I can't can't possibly recommend that enough hard agree Uh, Mm. that show is hysterical Uh, I love the the movie Um, oh yeah I think I saw that on Prime or something like that not too long Mm. ago now it's a series on Hulu and I was afraid Mm. because I was like I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Th- oh, that I movie was, the same was pretty way. golden. The movie yeah. was, was pretty fantastic. And so uh-huh. I was like, I don't know, but the series, I, th- I think once I saw that it was going to be Matt Barry as, yeah. a, as one of the main characters, I was like, all right. Oh God. Yeah. I'm in. Yeah, definitely. Cause that guy has never done anything bad. Nope. He could just like read a phone book in his pompous mm-hmm. voice and I would just crack up laughing. He's, oh yeah. He's hysterical. I totally agree. Very funny show. What about you? What we did uh, after this, uh, I thought this was a great palate cleanser. Uh, a show called Crazy Delicious. Oh, I've been. That's, that's on my list. Yeah, it's on Netflix. Bears a lot of resemblance, and I'm gonna assume that it has some shares producers with the Great British Bake Off. Mm-hmm. And it's really fun. It's a cute show. It just it's people making some really cool recipes and some in some really wild ways. And most of the time it works. And it's a British competition show. So it's much more positive than any kind of reality right? competition <laughs> TV show that Americans put out. Man, Nobody's mean to each other for no for no apparent reason. Right, right. It's so it's a it's a nice watch. If you got a family, uh, you got younger kids around, it's mm-hmm. it's safe safe for families or whatever. Cool. Uh, yeah, I, I really like it a lot. It's three judges. And they have the, their set is this. It's great because it looks it looks like a Star Trek set. I saw the the trailer for it and I was like, whoa. Yeah, it absolutely looks like a 60s TOS era nice. Garden of Eden like set. It's full of food and yeah. 
the contestants, mm-hmm, and it's three different mm-hmm. contestants every week, which is great. It's not like you're following one team through a season, nice. and people are getting eliminated. It's three new people every week, every episode. It's so cool. Yeah, it's so cool. Um, there's not enough time to start hating anybody, which is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I get it. I get yeah. it. Yeah, and if people are cool, you're just like, well, they're nice, you know. Aren't they nice? I like them. That's they were fine. Nice. You know, it's all good. And so they they make some really cool food, and I, nice. I like it. So that cool. would be my palate cleanser, uh, non trek recommendation. All right. Well, hopefully we will be back very soon with the next episode. Um, oh wait, 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 wait! Uh, we have to oh. pick a, a band name. We have to go for the, our band name segment. So, oh, uh, here's mm. the deal: I am in a band uh, called Motherfucker, and we get told, you know, here and there, and by random old people on the internet, that because of our name, we will never be successful with a name like Motherfucker. Oh, thank you. So, uh, every episode, we're going to go through. And try and find a new band name for the band that we will absolutely not pick. <laughs> so let's see. <laughs> my my uh, my last note for the show was the characters were over the top dingbats who made things more difficult on themselves. Over the top dingbats. Not only will that work, it perfectly <laughs> describes the band. <laughs> Ooh, fuck Billy Cook. Fuck Billy Cook. Fuck Billy Cook. Well, then we, we still got fuck in it. Oh, shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, man. I was, I was trying to think because I actually forgot to make a note of this. Uh, uh, pfft, you got it. Over the top dingbats. That's it. That's our new band name. <laughs> Do you remember anything about this next episode? Episode two? It is basically the one where Hoshi decides whether she's going to be a Star Trek you know, or a Starfleet officer or not. And you're kind of like, Hoshi, Jesus, why didn't you figure this out? Like before you went into the program, you weirdo. Um, (laughs) But, but it's, it's also, it kind of, it's just basically reinforcing her character as, as invaluable. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's okay. It's okay. Well, hey, we'll, (laughs) we'll find out if it's okay. Uh, I don't, I don't know about you, but I don't want to, Maybe we'll come up with a rating system or something later. Yes, I don't know. You right. want to do that now? Five, like like something out of five, out of out of out of five warps. I don't care. Whatever Let's the see. thing. Nah. Yeah. Nah. We'll come up with it later. Yeah, we'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah. All right. So, uh, Anne, where can the people find you on the internets? Um, basically, just uh, my Instagram, which is uh, Draco Muska. D-R-A-C-O-M-U-S-C-A, and um, I'm working on a website for my paintings. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Can't we? Yeah, I'm looking forward to that one. Cool. Let's see. I am at Bag of Lasers on Twitter. We have the Star Trek Stuff uh, Facebook group. Yes. Yeah, and then I guess, well, there's also the band, uh, MotherfuckerMotherfucker.BandCamp.com. Uh, I am not in any of the pictures, but uh, <laughs> they're still they're still wishing it wasn't me in the band, and that's fine. I I get that. <laughs> Damn. Every, hey, look, everyone else is too. It's fine. It's okay. <laughs> I'm just the bass player. No one cares. This is how much. No this is cares. how much no one cares about the bass player. I am the only uh, man in the band. I'm the only male in the band. People will watch us and then still call us. 
an all-female trio. Yeah, I've noticed that. This is how not noticed the bass player is. Mm. It's fine. Motherfucker, motherfucker.bandcamp.com. <laughs> hey, they were my favorite <laughs> band, and then I got to be in it. So Hell hey, yeah. I'm just along for the ride. It's all good with me. Hell yeah. All right. We will see you in the next one. All right. Black Lives Matter. Black Lives Matter. Back.